So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to So There. I'm Gary Doyle, Group Creative Director at Kramer Crasshalt in Chicago. And I'm Tom Karamitis. I work at an undisclosed company. I do not have the courage of Gary Doyle to disclose that company at this time. Perhaps I will in the future. Tom is considering going by uh, aliases in the future of, of interesting names such as Barkevius Mingo or Zeke McAdoo or or Fane Gash <laughs> Rance Mullenix the Reverend Chicken La Holmes <laughs> you may be wondering why you're listening to this right now and what so there means well, without naming names, uh, the name of the podcast comes from a creative director that we used to work for when we worked for the same agency, and he made a point to somebody on a voicemail about uh, about about when to come to work and and how the the uh, agency seemed to function just fine without this person coming to work. And at the end of making the point, he ended with, "So there." And so, so there has become a, uh, a theme of ours. Uh, Gary and I, over the years, we've been friends for a long time, but over the last five or six years have discovered that we actually prefer talking at each other as opposed to talking with each other. And it's gotten to a point where when we communicate, it's solely over voicemail. We do not pick up the phone when the other guy calls. Because we both realized we like to be, we like to talk uninterrupted and unchallenged for four to five minutes at a time, and then let the other person respond. Uh, our voicemails always end with, "Let me know your thoughts," or, "So there." So that'll be the format of this pod. Uh, we're going to each speak for as long as we want to. Uh, it will not be an exchange of views. It'll be a one-way conduit of uh, speech, uh, uninterrupted by having to entertain somebody else's thoughts. Uh, and that's how we're going to do this. Um, there will be occasionally uncomfortable silences, which we hope make viewers squirm. Uh, it's going to be as much as we... We're going to try to capture, uh, as closely as possible, the magic and the hilarity of our voicemail exchanges. So if you're driving as you listen to this, you may want to pull onto the shoulder because uh, we cannot be held responsible uh, for anyone going off into a fit of, <laughs> what's the word? Uncontrolled spasms of laughter. <laughs> spasms of laughter. <laughs> By the way, you may be wondering why the fidelity is so wonderful. I uh, salute Gary Doyle who has purchased uh, the snowball. The snowball is the microphone, is what the microphone is called, and, and, and the snowball the snowball will be a revered object on So There. When I opened the snowball at home, I made my family leave the premises. I ordered them to go to the library or the jewel or what have you so that they would be out of the house uh, when I opened the snowball. I didn't want, want them witnessing it. I didn't want them looking at it. I didn't want them touching it. If you've ever seen Spinal Tap, 
the movie Spinal Tap, where Nigel Tufnell does not want anybody not only not touching his guitars, but not looking at his collection of guitars. That was the snowball. So when we refer to the snowball, that'll be the microphone that we're using. So um, let's we're going to talk a little bit about what the topic's going to be, then we're going to get into the pod. And then going forward, uh, as we... Uh, I'm moving the snowball, by the way. Uh, you, uh, we will occasionally have guests on, on the pod. Uh, uh, to make them as uncomfortable as you are. But for today, since it is the first podcast, you will just hear Gary Doyle and Tom Kermitis. And you'll also notice the weird affectation that we really refer to ourselves in the third person. So having given you all that, uh, we're just going to give you a couple of topics today. The first being uh, uh, Gary Doyle's complaint to me coming over here for our record session. We're, we're trying to figure out when we can record. Tom Kermitis suggested uh, that perhaps the best time to record is before our work days begin early in the morning, which may, you know, occasionally require a little personal sacrifice to get up a little earlier, catch an earlier train. Uh, but in typical Gary Doyle fashion, uh, as Tom Kermitis arrived on time, uh, Gary Doyle started to kind of bellyache a little bit complain about uh, the disruption of his morning routine. Um, what I will, and Gary Doyle uh, actually suggested that we do the podcast at his office. Now I will point out to Gary Doyle that my office is on the way to his office. All right, so it makes no sense for us both to walk further than we cumulatively need to, only to have me double back. I've also suggested to him that the morning makes a lot of sense because there's less of a chance of being preempted. We are in a professional recording studio that no one's in yet, so that tends to be available in the morning. So I would, I would let Gary Doyle know that the, the morning it makes a lot of sense because uh, there's less of a chance of being interrupted. There's less of a chance of us having to interrupt our day and, and, and schlep over to the other person's place. We could try it later in the day. But I think he have to, Gary Doyle then has to be open for the possibility that he's going to be preempted by paying customers. So I think Gary Doyle should mull that over. Let me know your thoughts. So there. Gary Doyle. Tom Karamitis is a, is a dutiful, dutiful man. He, he likes to show up to work uh, at an early hour. Uh, he, he likes to do things by the book. Uh, Gary Doyle's not a morning person, does not like uh, disrupting his morning routine. My morning routine is, in the summertime especially, is getting up, uh, drinking coffee, reading the paper with my dog. I have a pug named Lou. I like to sit around in the morning, like to, you know, look at Lou, read the paper, ride my bike to the train, not have that disrupted. And I found this disruptive leaving early. Uh, so, uh, trying not to brood, that's another topic that we'll refer to often here on So There as we brood. Uh, brooding is when you're upset about some, uh, a message that somebody else has left in somebody else's voicemail. Uh, Tom or Gary will brood, and brooding is usually a, t a day or two of silence. Uh, so, trying not to brood, uh, struggling not to brood, uh, but, but I think I've, I've, I've risen above. So, uh, we're going to have several topics on So There every episode. Today we'll have one topic because we've blathered on and on about the genesis of So There and about uh, 
and about our, our uh, the, the, the tension that's already arisen uh, uh, for the first episode. So uh, the first, uh, the, the one topic we're going to talk about today is uh, uh, commuter ir- irritants. Commuter irritants. Uh, Tom and I both ride the train in. Uh, we've observed uh, behavior among uh, fellow uh, train riders that irritates us, and uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that. I will say before we uh, we jump into this, but in, in typical fashion, we resolve nothing about the the time of these recordings going forward. I, I think I'd like to at least see uh, if Gary Doyle can can acknowledge that perhaps getting together at eight thirty Central Time in the morning or eight forty five, you know, will work for him. Um, having said that, I'll rise above it because I'm a professional and I'll move on to, to commuter commuter irritants, uh, of which there are many. One, uh, one commuter irritant that really struck me today, because I was trying to walk very quickly to get here in time for the podcast and my first meeting with, uh, with the snowball, uh, I, I, I'm constantly irritated by people who cannot walk in a straight line, all right? You want to pass them, and they begin this weird little diagonal move, and you can't pass them. And I would like to point out to people that, that man has created, within the sidewalk and street structure, so many... Uh, so many ways to guide you, to keep you in a straight line. There's the, there's the, the, the seam of the sidewalk. There's the, the stripes and the crossing thing. There's no reason why people have to walk diagonally. So what Tom Caramitis tends to do when he passes someone who's walking diagonally is I deliberately, when I pass them, I pass them in very close proximity to their body to show them that they were not walking in a straight line and they caused me to have to veer out of my out of my normal route. It, it, it irritates me, especially uh, especially uh, when I'm in a hurry. Um, so there. I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar with the Gary Wright song, Dreamweaver. Gary Doyle uh, recomposed Dreamweaver one time in his head while watching somebody weave uh, from side to side on the sidewalk. goes something like this. You're a sidewalk weaver. I don't know why you're weaving left to right. You're a sidewalk weaver. So, uh, yeah, that's a little song for sidewalk weavers. But uh, I think um, something else that, that, that irritates me no end if you're a commuter, you've perhaps experienced this. So um, you exit the train, you're walking out the exit doors of the train station, uh, and and the doors they're big, heavy doors, and uh, and and they they kind of require an effort to push open, uh, and, and people file through them, and it's a stream of people filing through them, and 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 to keep the door open, most people will kind of just do a little kind of extend their arm just a little bit to uh, to keep the door open for the person behind them. But occasionally there is a person in front of you who when that door is starting to close, instead of p- extending their arm to keep it open for the person behind them, we'll kind of do a, what we call the sachet maneuver, kind of a sachet maneuver uh, through the door, uh, not 
uh, expending any effort to keep it open so that it, it shuts on the person so that this very heavy door uh, shuts on the person behind them. Tom Care, Midas, and Gary Doyle loathe these people <laughs> and we want them killed. Um, so uh, there's that. Uh, there's also the person who... Uh, so I've got several. There, there's person on there's people on the train lines uh, where I go uh, north. I live in the northern suburbs. In the winter time, we'll wear cowboy hats. Now I find this irritating and inexplicable because cowboy hats. A, you're not a cowboy. You're a you're probably a lawyer, you know, who works in the in the loop. You're not a cowboy, so don't don't try to fool anybody. But uh, you know, cowboy hats uh, give you no protection from the elements. They don't cover your ears. They're not particularly warm, and yet certain men of the Union Pacific North Line insist on wearing cowboy hats. So I find that um, explicable and, and kind of irritating. And, and, the, and the last thing I'll say is, and I don't want to use up all the oxygen for Tom Karamitis, um, uh, but uh, somebody gets on a train, you're behind them, they enter the train car, and it becomes this, this incredibly fraught decision as to whether to go left upstairs or right upstairs. So they look and crane their necks to the left and think, should I go up there? Then they look and <coughs> crane their necks to the right and think, should I go up there? Then they look left and then they look right. So it's a big decision as to which way to go, which, which path to take uh, to take their seat. That's big decision, and then they they finally plunge ahead after uh, after surveying the situation for 15, 20 seconds, and I, I find that irritating as well. Let me know your thoughts. Well, I have uh, I have one other thing that that, that that came to mind. I think men men especially will will be able to relate to this because I, I thought it was actually a pretty uh, impressive observation that I made once. Um, you're getting on the train, and for some reason, and I think it's, it's when, when men were boys or teenagers and they got their first suit, they were told, oh, it's, you, know, you, always, you never want to wrinkle your suit. Your suit can never get wet. You have to always treat the suit like gold. So you see a man will be standing in the aisle taking off his sports jacket or his suit jacket and he's folding this thing like it's the shroud of Turin right he, he he folds it across the shoulders and then he folds it in half and he and it's like this this precious little thing and he, he carefully puts it on the on, on, on the overhead thing and people are stacking up behind this guy and you can't get by because of the way they fold their damn suit jacket thing which he probably got at Steinmart for 59 bucks, but still, in the psychology of men, the sports jacket, the suit thing, is it, can, it must never be wrinkled, it must never get wet, it must, it's treated with the utmost care and respect, and it really irritates Tom Karamias. Tom Karamias will stand there, I will sigh, I will put my hand on my hip, and I will usually, usually flash a, a passive-aggressive look, some might say a dirty look, at the person as I go by, I'll usually kind of exhale loudly as I as as I go by. Uh, but yes, the, the the shroud of Turin phenomenon I I found is 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 something uh, specific to men. I have not seen women do this. All right, let me know your thoughts. Rookie maneuver there. I don't know if our listeners at home uh, or wherever you are heard uh, my cell phone ding. Rookie maneuver. We're new to this podcasting game. All right, cut us a little slack. Uh, turn the phone off. Lesson learned. This is the beta. 
as they say in the tech world. This is the launch, as they say in the marketing world, of uh, So There. So, um, you know, cut me a little slack, people. Um, I don't know what else I have. Uh, we have a chatty conductor on our train. Um, and he's very chatty in the sense of he doesn't chat with you, obviously. He's just kind of saying where the train is going, but he goes, uh, uh, yeah, folks, so uh, welcome. Yeah, good to have you aboard. Uh, you know, nice day in Chicago, and we're heading north. And we'll try to get you there all, uh, all safely, yeah. So uh, so have your uh, your tickets available, and uh, you know, that'd be great. And uh, good to see the Cubs one last night. So the first stop will be uh, uh, Clybourne. Thank you, folks. Right, so uh, I find that conductor irritating. But the last, I guess, the last piece that I will uh, leave you with, and and is uh, and and it's uh, this is uh, not just limited to trains, but loud cell phone talkers. Gary Doyle uh, builds his commuting schedule around the quiet cars uh, because cell phone talkers, loud cell phone talkers, annoy Gary Doyle. I've often wanted to get one of those. Uh, uh, they're cell phone jammers that are illegal in the United States, uh, but they're they're used by law enforcement, and you can buy them on the gray market for like a hundred bucks. And what they do is, they uh, uh, if they 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 uh, they they uh, cancel, eliminate all phone calls, cell phone calls in like a fifty yard radius. So if you so you imagine someone yakking loudly on their cell phone, and you kind of reach into your bag and you take out this little device, which I guess is about the size of a of a uh, you know, of a cell phone, and you kind of hit a button, and phone call ends. Phone calls cut off. Hello, 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 hello. I would love to get one of those. The man I used to work with. Can I name him? Larry Zuger, uh, art director, a creative director at Leo Burnett, actually. Um, and I have thought about going in on one of these for years. Cell phone jammers. Uh, so let me know your thoughts. I will add one other thing to what Gary Doyle said a minute ago um, about the irritating conductor. I find there's a subset of people uh, who cannot help themselves when they are issued a microphone. When they have access to a microphone, even though the automated announcements on most commuter trains will give you all the information you'd ever need, there's a subset of people who can just not help themselves. And, and more often than not, like Gary Doyle and Tom Kermitis, they are two-bit comedians who are not as funny as they think they are, and they will just blather on. As Gary Doyle pointed out, uh, he's in a quiet car, all right? The, uh, so to me, the quiet car means other than important automated announcements. That's all we should really hear, all right? Um, this stupid stuff, and I used to have a conductor who would give a brief weather forecast as you were pulling into the station. Hey, great day in Chicago today, you know, 65 and so, you know, uh, no one cares. And I, I think they care, but no one else cares, and they blather on and on and on, and it just makes my, my, my commuter irritation quotient rise exponentially. So I think, uh, I think that, that kind of covers this, uh, this topic for me. So there. All right, so that wraps uh, our first episode of So There, a podcast about marketing, inexplicable human behavior, commuter irritations, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm Gary Doyle. And I'm Tom Karamaitis. Thank you for joining us. We don't know when we'll be back. It could be tomorrow or it could be in two months, but by all means, I assume you can search for this podcast and it's probably gonna be worthwhile. As I said, we will have guests in the future and some may really surprise you. 
and we'll save we'll sign off by saying so, so there, there.